your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make you feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSquawfReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. Full disclosure, it is 11.28 p.m. on October 29, 2022. Remember asking yourself, Smooth, it, it, the, the game was at 2, it ended around 5. Why record six and a half hours later? To answer that question, I, I tell you because I, I had I, I, I had to make sure it, emotions were high after that game. Okay, because I, I came on here last week, right? We, we, we touched on the loss to Wasburn, how I felt like you sure did not lose that. The, the, the Wasburn did not win that game. You still lost that game. I also said at some point in that episode that I, I never questioned the effort of a UCL football team. And it, what I saw out there today, homecoming, Joe Oft was in the building, three-time Super Bowl champion, Keith Trailer was in the building. Fantastic crowd. Uh, tons of recruits was there. And I, I can safely tell you especially in the first one and three-fourths quarters of football, was the first time I was disappointed in the effort of a UCL football team. You know, I, I, but, 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 but before the game, our great videographer, Landon, when we were up in, up in the press box eating the very nice pregame meal of, of uh, pizza, pizza, he asked me, what was I thinking about the game? And I, I had thoughts, but I said, I'm going to wait until we go get down on the field and see them warm up before I give you the answer. Uh, we, we went down on the field. Uh, we saw them warm up. And I told Landon, quite frankly, it's about to be bad. And, and, and what, what happened out there was very, very, very bad. And you might be asking yourself, what happened in the warm-ups that, that made you feel that it's going to be bad because I looked, I looked, and I'm not going to name names, but I, I looked over there in warm-ups and, and there were very few guys, quite frankly, honestly, that looked like they were ready to play in that football game. Uh, very, very flat compared to the, the pregame against Fort Hayes that I was on the field to see. Some 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 guys look distant. Some guys, quite frankly, just look flat out scared. And I looked on the other side of the 50-yard line at, at Pitt State. 
big physical bunch. They look focused. They look they look loose. They did not have a care in the world. And as we saw, they had good reason to uh, because it was 24-0 very quickly. Yeah, and they was able to ride that into a 38-7 win. It 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 was it it was it was I I yeah I venture to say by far the most disappointing loss this this blows last week out of the water because at least like I said the effort was there I, until that last drive in the first half it it was is very bad. Okay, because defense line, again, we've, we know that unit. It just zero pass rush, couldn't get off block. Linebackers missing tackles left and right, arm tackles, almost like they didn't even want to make any kind of contact. Secondary, again, it just, I don't know what the zone was. I, I, I don't know what the zone was because, they, they, again, there's this guy is wide open in front of defenders. It, it just, it, it was very, it was very, very bad. It, it was, it was, it was very, very bad. And, and it just, yeah, I, I, listen, listen, I, I, I get, I get the playoff hopes. After last week, right? They, 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 they were slim to none. Okay, but I said there's still a lot to play for, right? Because they fell third in the conference. Okay, there still was a chance for second in the conference. We have not finished top three in the conference in quite some time. I said if you went out, that's eight and three. You're definitely going to go to to a, a bowl game, a shot for nine wins. I said when was the last time nine wins have happened? Okay, you had a chance. If you, if you beat Penn State today, you beat Central Missouri a few weeks from now, you have an undefeated home record. Don't know the last time that would happen. And, and I, I thought, I thought that given the way the season had gone, right, you look, Missouri Western, 35 nothing lost. You come back, you beat Emporia, right? You look at Missouri Southern with a three touchdown loss. You come back, you beat Northwest Missouri, right? It's like every time they got beat, they came back, they played much better football, and they won the following game. And it just was disheartening because it 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 honestly looked to me, and I'm this is just this is just this is just me, my opinion, just looking at things. It it looked like it looked like guys packed it in. It, it just looked like guys packed it in. It looked like guys just it, well, there's no playoffs, so why why are we out here? That's how it appeared to me. Okay, that, that's how that's how it appeared to me, specifically for the for the first one and one four quarters of football. And, and to be quite frankly with you here, I, I, I it, it 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 to me to me it honestly it it felt like a slap in the face to the many Broncos that was the many former Broncos that was there for Hunkman. I already mentioned Joe Oscar, Keith Trailer. I'm sure there were more UCO football alumni. It it just to turn in the effort that was given today, okay, in 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 front of those guys, it just felt like a slap to to any of those guys that that put on the bronze and blue because it it would be it had been it had been different if I came on here and said, you know what, 
They usually gave it their best shot. They fought hard for four quarters. It, 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 they just lost to a really good team. And yes, they did indeed lose to a really good team. But at the same time, it's just the same, the, the same level of fight I, I, I did not see. If, if it was there, I didn't see it. I saw it in spurts. Saw it at the end of the first half, which we'll get to. That should have been a, at least a field goal. Okay, but for the the majority of that football game, I, I was I just I just kept shaking my head, and I I just I just kept I, I just is is disbelief because, like I said before, I even 2019, 2019, they went on the road, the game on the Cox Channel, they went to Marysville, Northwest Missouri, lost that game, fifty nine to ten. Okay, it it was a very bad game. But you know what, though? You know, you know what I recall in that game, though? I still recall them fighting. Okay, I recall them fighting. Now, I want you to know, the UCO was severely overmatched in that, in that football game, pretty much in every area, okay? But I, I, still, saw, I still saw them, I still saw them, saw them fight. Okay, you look, at, you look at last year, we know it was not good, okay? But I go back against the same Pitch State team last year, on the road in Pittsburgh, Kansas, they was down in the fourth quarter, 26 to 7. You know what happened? They fought. They got themselves back in the ball game. I think in like a seven-point game, they forced to start. There was a bogus penalty on UCO. They, they called up some bogus penalty on the on the uh, punt there that gave Pitt State the first down. But again, I I was this emotional after that game for the opposite reason. It was because UCL fought extremely hard in that full quarter to come back in that football game. And I felt like they would have won that football game the way that offense was going because former UCL quarterback Keith Calhoun was lighting Pittsburgh State up there, him and former UCL receiver Josh Moore. And, and I was mad with the fact that they did not get a chance because of a, of a, of a, of a bogus penalty. I, I come on here tonight. And I'm emotional for the for the opposite reason, and, and and I think what makes it most frustrating, quite frankly, because we know the talent on this team is much better than what we saw today. Okay, well, now we know it was much better than what than what was seen last week. Okay, but it it, it was really because it is interesting, and, and and yes, you you could say now I again. I tried to harp on this during the win against Lincoln. Well, I did it back. The win against Northwest Missouri, the win against Lincoln, and the win against Northeastern State, and the win against Fort Hayes. I, I, I was I was kept harped on the same points that has reared their ugly heads the past two games. But the problem, the, the biggest problem with me now is 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 the fact though, you look at the Emporia game. You look at Northwest Missouri, and I look at Northeastern State as well, because that, to me, right there, shows what this football team is capable of when they bring their A game, when they put forth maximum effort. I guess you could throw Northwest Missouri in there, in there too, especially from a from from a defensive standpoint. And I think it's disheartening the facts. That especially today, 
that that was not the case. I, I, you, I, you would, you could have fooled me if the, if this was the same UCL football team that showed up against Northwest Missouri that showed up in that employee game. Uh, because I, I just, like I said, outside of that that drive before the half, I just, I did, I just did not see it because it just was not there. It, it. It was very bad. Like I said, I I feel I feel for you know there's a few guys I, I do feel for. I feel for I feel for Steph. That I, I feel for um, Dylan Bughite because he had a whale of a game. I feel for by Johnny the fourth because the man had a great catch and the man got he John, again. I just don't know why this has been dating back to like 2018 and just <laughs> every year. Johnny just somehow gets walloped. I I don't know. He's a great guy. I just I don't understand it. But he did. He got walloped. He did fumble the ball. I I know he was upset about it, but I I can't blame the guy. I, that was just a fantastic hit by the Penn State defender. Uh, it's just it's just because those guys I felt like and, and Dante McGee. I get I give Dante credit too because that man was fighting tooth and nail for every yard. There, there was some guys, Dylan Cottrell as well, some guys I, I did, I felt like, came out there ready to play in this football game. And quite frankly, there were some guys that I felt like did not come out ready, ready to play in this football game. And, and to me, it's, 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 it's disheartening because if we're, throwing in the, if we're throwing in the towel because we can't make the playoffs, to me, excuse my French, but that's a damn shame. Because there's still a lot to play for here, and, and it just to, to see the potential of it going down the drain because of that fact. Even with all I mentioned before, that there still is left to play. It, I, I, it, 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 it saddens me. It, it, it saddens me because after talking to these guys, after talking to these coaches. This is a great group of young men right there. I, I wish them nothing but success. As, as you know, here we talk to many, 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 many guys, many talented guys that I did. They harped on the, the new culture. They harped on wanting to get back to back to winning. And we've seen that this season. And I just to to if they if they end the season the way they're going, it, it's going to be a disappointment. If they end the season the way they're going now, I, I'll be more disappointed in this team than I, than I did last year's team. And last year's team we thought was probably the best in in quite some time from a pure talent standpoint. And it just like I said, it's 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 very disheartening at this point because. I I I look I look at what we did today, and then I look at Northeastern State push Washburn to their limit there. Now I know you're saying that that's potato potato, but this is the same Washburn team that scored what thirty was it was thirty eight? Might have been thirty eight last week. Something 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 that effect. Okay. Oh. Northeastern State had a lead heading to that fourth quarter and then was outscored in that fourth quarter and lost the game. But if that, they, they're still fighting. They're still fighting. That's something I got to give. I always give Northeastern State credit every year. 
Except for when they played you show this year, I do not know what that what that was. Uh, I still don't know what that was. But when I see Northeastern State play, they fall hard. Even last week, I know we we, we joked on the awful numbers they had. They still forced two or three turnovers in there. I did. That that is a program that has absolutely nothing to play for every year. Let's just let's call it what it is. They have, they have nothing to play for every year but to try and avoid being the winless team in the, in the conference. And I got to give them credit because against Missouri Western, against Northwest, and against and against Wasburn, you know they went out there and they then they 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 played their hearts out. At the end of the day, you got to respect that. At the end of the day, I cannot respect what I have seen, what I saw out of UCO today. It it re- it really it hurts me. It really hurts me because we know what this team can do, and it's just I just I really hope, really hope next week in Curry is twelve p.m. kickoff for some unknown reason. It is a really early kickoff. Fine with me. It just it it I I I just hope we see win, lose, or draw. I just want to see fight. I, I want to see pride. And I just want to see effort out of that football team. I, I don't care if they lose the game 80 to nothing. But if if I can come on here and tell you, you know what? That team fought hard for four quarters. I'm fine with that. I, I am fine with that. As long as guys are giving it their all. Because we've seen what they can do when they do give it their all. And it's it's just this hard in that this is how we're gonna end the season. This is how the season is 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 is, is gonna go out. I just you know, it's 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 just it's just it's just bad and it it shouldn't be the case because team's better than this. I I, I the, the team is fight out better than this. I, I I just it's it it's you know, I I it's 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 uh it's disgraceful, quite frankly. I'm just gonna call it what it is because this, I, I, you should a, a UCL football team should never be in a position where going into a game they're going through the motion because they have the talent to be anybody in the league. Obviously, we, we've seen it. They've done it before. They beat North West Missouri. They, they had the win streak. I just. What what was displayed today? I guess it's just the most disappointed I've been in the UCL football team. I watched almost every UCL football game since 2017, and it just it it just not it. I was playing the Landon not only last year against Pitt State, but 2019 the season opener. They was down at the half, 35-7. Came back in that second half, took the lead. They forced like three or four turnovers. I ended up losing the game, unfortunately, on the last second field goal. But you, <clears throat> but you know what, though? I, I was very, I was, you know, at the end of the game, I said, you know what? They started out bad, but man, did they fight. And, and you got to respect that. And I, 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 I can't say the same today. And it, it's just, it's just, it's very disheartening. And so I just, uh, I, I, I hope I, I, I hope I never have to cut to come on here and, and say this again because it just, it, uh, it hurts. It just, it just really, 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 really hurts. Um, and it just made it worse because not only was it homecoming, but you had, so you had the former players there. I, I know they hadn't been feeling good about the season so far, and then 
turn that in, man. It's it's I'm, I'm, it's it's just it's just, it's just not good. Okay, it's it's just not good. And, and quite frankly, I know I'm not the only one that expects better out of this. And I I just I just hope guys in the locker room that they expect better of of themselves last two games of the season. Try to get to seven and four. Try to get at least a winning season. Try to get back to a bowl. I just it 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 was uh it just was bad. Okay, it's just bad. I, there's no positive way I can spend it. Yeah, I couldn't say we got another touchdown to end the game. We avoid the shutout. That I'm glad we avoid the shutout. I'm glad we scored at home. Right, we we had the drive before the half. Okay, right, we we had a few stops. But it, it, there, there's just no positive way to spin this because I, I, it, the, the, the good does not outweigh the bad today. It, it, there, there's just, there's just no way around it. And, 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 you know, there's sometimes just as journalists, I gotta do what I gotta do. I love these guys to death. I really do. I appreciate what they have done, all the support they have. Truly do. But I, I just, I have, I what. This is what I saw today. This is this is objectively what I saw today, and I just hope I I never had to come on here and and give this give this spiel again. So we're gonna go ahead and get into the recap section of the of the episode here. Uh, I'm probably gonna be very quick, frankly, with you here. Um, so Rob was not starting in the game. I'm assuming it was because of the penalties he had last week. Also, there was no Calvin Hutchings, Raekwon Wicks, or Terrell Davis. They were out with injuries. It's unfortunate for Calvin Hutchings because Calvin Hutchings because again we saw the game he had him and uh, Arkansas transfer Julius Coates there. I was really hoping we could, we could see what what Calvin could do. However, Jace Gardner would make his first start of the season. I'm glad for Jace. Again, we know how the season started off. For the uh for the man there. Uh I was like I said, I'm glad I'm glad he's able to work work his way back. I remember seeing him after the Northwest Missouri game. And I remember seeing him after the Fort Hayes game when it was like there was two different Jace Gardeners. So uh, I was glad to see him start. I used your would uh win the coin toss deferred to the second half. The UCO would start off strong there. They forced a strand out on the opening drive thanks to Julius Coates there blowing up a run in the back foot. Like Julius Coates is a guy, it just if, if we can get the Julius Coates of last week and the Julius Coates in spurts in this football game consistently. But I I because I, again, this was a guy in Arkansas, I think it was in 2020, had like 20 tackles, three and a half for loss, one and a half sacks. The dude's a player, okay? I, I'm just going <laughs> to the, the guy is a player. So if we could just get more consistency out of Mr. Coates, I uh, would, uh, would, would be fan fantastic. So, uh, like I said, uh, so, uh, you, you, so UCO would, would force the punt. However, you still would have to punt the, punt the ball themselves. Then on the following drive, the Pittsburgh State had a nice touchdown pass. It was a dime over Dylan Buckeye and Trevon Craig. Uh, just right in between them, it was a fantastic throw by their quarterback. I forgot his last name. I forgot what the man's name is. I will say I was very – that pitched that offensive line. 
And they have three dudes over 330 pounds, only one dude on that line under 300 pounds. That is a darn good offensive line right there. Uh, that that is a big physical line, and I I give I gotta give Pitt State the head coach Brian Wright. I think he was the former OC at Fort Atlantic. I I gotta give him credit there because uh that, I, this this is not the same Pitt State team that you so played last year. I I it's a completely different different Pitt, Pitt State team. Uh, they 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 definitely look more crisp. And they they executed at a very high level. That's a very good football team. I think they clinched the conference title this year. Uh, and that that is a that is a team I I do not hate to see them in the, in the, in the postseason because I I know they have some 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 close wins this year, but that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a very hard team to beat because when when they're on, boy, they they're on. They are they are they are on. Uh, so it made a seven nothing at the six forty eight mark on the next drive again, where there's been the Achilles heel in nearly every loss. Right, Jennifer Trail had a big run that was called back for a legal block by Andrew Corney. That drive would end in a UCO punt. Then after another UCO punt, okay, UCO would force a would force a a four a three and out after a Tim McDonald. Pass break up on third down. However, Zion Bell would run into the punter. It was fourth and six, made it fourth and one. Pitt State would convert the fourth down. So that right there extended their drive. Uh, however, UCO would force a turnover on downs later in that in that drive. Uh, thanks to a Raymond, Raymond McGuire fourth down pass breakup. Probably should have been an interception, but they do still game, but for position because because the man dropped the ball. Uh that was off a Rob Fuentes TFL and a Monte Davis pass pass breakup. A uh, UCO would end the quarter down seven nothing, totaling a whopping one first down. Uh UCO would open the second second quarter by getting stopped on a fourth and two. Tried to hand the ball off to Jace. It just it just didn't get anywhere. Then they measured the ball for some unknown reason. Uh, Pittsburgh State would then score on the following drive of the short field at the 13-16 mark, making it 14 to nothing. UCLA would, however, try to muster a drive following that said touchdown. Nice run there by Cottrell. However, Johnny Bizelli four would make a great catch, but there, like I mentioned before. Just got destroyed. I, I can't I can't fault the man for giving the ball up right there. That that was that's one of the hardest hits I, I've I've seen in quite some time. I was glad that he was at least able to get back up and, and, and come back in the game because I was genuinely worried for Johnny when I saw that hit. Uh just just given the injury histories that the man's had in the past and I know he's running out of games. So I, I, I was really glad to see him hop back up there. Uh, that was recovered at the at the at the Pitt State forty one. However, they would score a touchdown fairly soon after that. We're twenty one nothing at the eight thirty two mark. Following back to back fourth and uh, three and outs by both teams, Javion Dangerfield would muster probably his third or fourth punt this season. He would recover it at the UCO fourteen. However. 
Steph was sacked on the third down at the one-yard line. Now, technically what happened here, this is one of those because, again, it, the offense, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them this. I, I will say in terms of positives, I know it's going to say that you still allow three sacks. To me, they were mainly covered sacks. I gave the offensive line credit because there were numerous times actually in this football game, Steph actually had time back there. It's just nobody got open. And, and I, I have to give them credit because last week, the pass blocking was just not good. It, 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 was, it was better. It was better, uh, like I said. Is the but on this one here, it was one of the cases where there was time, nobody was nobody was open, and so Steph tried to take off. He just unfortunately took off to his right, which is right where a defender was getting off a block, and Steph wisely was able to. But Steph had went back into the end zone and tried to avoid him. He wisely fell forward, made sure the ball did not land in the in the in the end zone. The Uso would have to punt the ball at their own one. It was returned to the UCO 21. However, the defense will hold Pitt State to a field goal. And at 24 to nothing at the 211 mark. That is where UCO's best offensive drive of the game, because I'm not I'm not counting the garbage time drive. The best drive of the of the game there. Uh, nice runs and catches by Delso, Cottrell, Oscar Hammond, and Madison Ridgeway. However, what happened here, okay, uh, uh, with Aleb, because UCO had UCO burned the time out. I still don't know why. They burned the timeout with two seconds left in the in the first quarter. And then they had to burn one on defense because there was running guys in and out of them. It was just, again, it was just, it was just bad. It was very, 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 very bad. Uh, and so they only had the one timeout. They had to call it with, with 11 seconds left. Knowing this, Okay, knowing, knowing this right, and you you would you would prefer to get a touchdown. Worst case, you get a field goal because is then you 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 get points on the board, you get the ball coming out the locker room right. You have momentum. However, Steph, I just again I don't I don't I appreciate this in the man. I know what he was trying to do, but we have to be more cognizant of the situation. There's 11 seconds. There's no timeouts. You, you can tackle them bounds. The half's over with. He should have thrown the ball at the back of the end zone. He tried to take off and run. He tackled them bounds. The clock ran out. UCO ended with no points there. Down at the half, 24 nothing. Again, it just, it, it just it, we gotta we gotta finish that drive. I go back to Washburn last week. First two drives, it, it should have been 10 points on the board. That should have been, at worst, a field goal. You would imagine probably a touchdown would have, would have, would have been nice. So let's just say, hypothetically here, they get the touchdown. Okay, it's 24-17 at the half. They get the ball coming out of half. They have momentum, right? They know they can move the ball down the field. They know they can punch the ball in the end zone. And, and again, I, I now, does does that mean they're gonna, they would come out in the second half and overcome a 17-point deficit? 
Probably not, but I, I do think we see a much better outing than what we saw today. Um, so I mean, twenty-four nothing heading into the second half. UCL would get the ball toward the second half. The opening drive would end in a punt after a Dante McGee false start on third and two. Uh, then, however, on the following drive, UCO will force a turnover there. Amante Davis, probably his best game of the season, to be quite frankly, quite, quite honest with you, I believe, had a nice pick there at the UCO 15. At the 8.06 mark, however, that drive ended after a pitch stay, tackle for loss, and a strip sack that Steph was able to, uh, to recover. UCO will punt the ball, however, after a personal foul by Kobe Stevens pushing a man after the play. It will move the ball to the UCO 37-yard line. That drive would end with a pitch state touchdown, 58 seconds, seconds to go in the quarter. We're in a 31 and nothing heading into the fourth. Uh, however, so the following drive there at the 10th, at the at the at the at the ten oh four mark, so Steph would have a great a great run. We have on the highlight video. Uh, uh, and then on the next play, they they did a beautiful. I think it was similar to the touchdown they had against Fort Hayes. Uh, it was a play action pass. So for this time, it was to the fullback Andrew Carney. Would have been sixty five yards. However, it was called back for a hold. On the following play, uh, Steph, uh, Steph had Madison. I think it was Madison wide open. He kind of stood behind Madison. Madison tried to reel it, reel it in. He couldn't, and it landed into the hands of Pitch State's best defensive back, Antonio Nunn Jr., who would return his fourth pick of the season for a touchdown. We had 38 to nothing. With at the eight forty seven mark, at that point, Peyton Thompson would check in, have a nice drive there, would lead UCO to the lone touchdown at the minute twenty eight mark on a on a Jennifer Trail run. Uh, unfortunately, late in the fourth, there Jace just has just not been his season, man. He just he he, he just. He made a great catch. He got hurt. They had to carry him off the field similar to Peyton Scott. The man was in pain. I just, I just, I hate to see it for both those guys because coming in, coming into the season, right, we thought that was going to be a great one-two punch. And just between injuries and circumstances, it just was not the year for those guys. And I, I, I really feel for them because they're both great guys. And I just, I just hope. You know, I I hope they got better things ahead for him because I I know it's just been, I know it's just been a very very tough season. Looking at the numbers there for UCO in this game, fourteen first downs, ninety five yards rushing on thirty one carries, hundred fifty one yards passing, two hundred forty six yards on sixty one plays. Here they were. Four of 13 on third, over one on fourth, one or two in the red zone. Looking at Pitt State on the day, 21st downs, 198 yards on 44 carries, 163 yards passing, 261 yards on 68 plays. 
7 of 16 on third, 2 of 3 on fourth, 3 of 3 in the red zone. Looking at the individual numbers for UCO here. Leading the way, running the ball, Jalen Cottrell, 9 carries, 54 yards, 1 touchdown. Long of 25, average 6 yards a carry. Steph, 12 carries, 30 yards, long of 12, 2.5 yards a carry. Peyton Thompson, 1 carry, 6 yards. Jace, 9 carries, 5 yards, long of 2. Passing the ball, Steph, 15, 24, 88 yards. One interception, no touchdowns, long of 17, sacked three times. It's just, just not good, man. It's just, just, it's just not good. Peyton Thompson, 5 of 6, 63 yards, long of 25. Receiving-wise, Oscar Hamden, 5 for 50, long of 25. Dylan Cottrell, 5 for 7. Long of 11. Jacob Delso, 4 for 50. Long of 17. Madison Ridgeway, 2 for 23. Long of 13. Punting the ball, David Vargas, 8 punts at 44.9 yards a punt. Long of 59. 1 inside the 21 touchback. And then looking at the tackles on the game, we've got. Dylan Buckhart leading the way, nine tackles, one TFL. Probably his best game of the season, I believe, from a tackling standpoint, was flying all over the field. I have to give him credit. Probably probably the player of the game, uh, a player of the week for this week. I'm just going to be honest with you because another man doesn't do social media. So just just for full disclosure, Dylan Buckhart going to be the, the uh, Choso Podcast Player of the Week. Blake Barone, six tackles. Jonathan Mosley, five tackles. Julius Coates, five tackles at half TSL. He also had a pass deflection and got hurt on it because the ball was thrown so hard. Again, if we can just if Julius Coates can just continue to build off this, that's gonna make the defensive line a or a, a lot a lot better in the in the in the future. Um what we get here. Uh, Chase Faber, five tackles, Trayvon Craig, four tackles. Robert Fuentes, three tackles, uh, two and a half TFLs. Like, very good for Rob. And the last week was not good for him. So, very good to see him rebound with a solid out in there. Noah West, three tackles. Zane Adams, three tackles. Kobe Stevens, two tackles. Von Derry, two tackles. Connor Johnson, two tackles. Jamori Ray, two tackles. Kaisa Murray, two tackles. Montreal Kozar, two tackles. Michael Slater, one tackle. Jason Harris, one tackle, one TFL. Monte Davis, one tackle. One intercepts, Mimi McGuire, one tackle. Zion Bell, one tackle. And Jordan Levu, one tackle. So, putting this game behind us, looking at next week's opponent, that is the, the current, yeah, the, the, the brass current, current. The Kearney Lopers, okay, the Kearney Lopers coming off a 28-24 home loss to Northwest Missouri. They were looking at the numbers from that from that ball game. Kearney had 15 first downs, 166 yards rushing on 30 carries, 5.5 yards a carry, two touchdowns, 259 yards passing. With 425 yards on 60 plays. There were 
Four of twelve on third, zero of two on four, three of four in the red zone, sacked three times, one of one on field goals. Then for Northwest, they had twenty-seven first downs, three hundred twelve yards rushing. Good grief! On fifty carries, six point two yards a carry, four touchdowns, hundred twenty-three yards passing. Uh. With 435 yards of offense on 80 players. They ran 20 more plays than Kearney, but Kearney made every play count there. Uh, they were 4 of 14 on third, 1 of 2 on four, three 3 of 4 in the red zone. Notched two sacks, or Kearney notched two sacks, and they was 0 of 1 on field goals. Now, I will say Kearney, I think, is 6 and 3. That is his thing. Here's his thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm. I'm. I could come on here and tell you if UCO does this, that, and the third, they have a chance to win the ball game. Quite frankly, if we get the same effort we got out there today, Usain went and Jack did in the squad. So this all depends on the effort that we see out there in Kearney, Nebraska Saturday. But looking at Kearney. This is a team, if, if you watch the Baltimore Ravens, then you've seen Nebraska Kearney, okay? Because T.J. Davis, the senior quarterback out of, I believe, Durango, Colorado, is the D2 version of Lamar Jackson. Uh, the best way to beat Kearney is to force them to pass the ball. And it's, it's just plain and simple. Same with Baltimore. You want Lamar Jackson to throw the ball. You definitely do not want to get the man running. So a quarterback contain is going to be paramount there. I don't know. I assume we have a spy. I don't know. And we get the defensive line that we've seen for every other game of the season, right? You know, guys like Rob, Mike, Mike Pope Jr., Hunter Largen, Zane Adams, Montreal Cozart. I don't know. I mean, yeah, Montreal Cozart, Julius Coates. I don't know if we'll be getting uh, Calvin Hutchings back or not. Uh, hopefully so, because again, very solid game against Wasburn. But they, they, they're going to have to bring their, their A game. Their front seven, uh, Noah West as well. Because if we can stop Kearney throw, uh, yeah, running the ball, we have a chance in, in, this, in this football game. I, I firmly, I firmly believe that. Firmly believe that. Um, because if we're looking at the season for them this year, so they started off... 24-7 win over Missouri Southern. Had a seven-point loss to Pitt State. Beat Washburn by eight. Beat Central Missouri by 32. Beat Fort Hayes by 18. Missouri Western by 21. Lost to Emporia, as you mentioned before, by 23. Then beat the breaks off Lincoln last week when they began. Who hasn't? And then lost today by about four. I was looking at the numbers offensively that are coming into the game Saturday averaging 33.2 points a game. 259.7 yards a game rushing at 5.8 yards a carry. 25 touchdowns. Let's see, passing the ball here, only a buck 35 a game. That, and on the season... 394.8 yards a game. We're looking here on third downs, they are 41.9%, 81.82% on fourth, 
They have been sacked 12 times on the season, scored 40 touchdowns, 6 of 10 on field goals. Okay, that's something. 29 of 36 uh, in the red zone, 24 in the big touchdowns. And then defensively allowing 20.8 points a game. However, they are allowing almost a, a, a buck 68.9 yards a game rushing, 4.6 yards a carry, and 14 touchdowns. So we ever needed a game to get the get the rushing game back on track. This could be the game. This this, this very well could be the game. Uh, they're allowing 210 yards a game passing with nine touchdowns, seven picks. So, yes, I, I hope we can get the run game going. Staff, getting control. Uh, I don't know if Nasir is hurt or not because we're getting awful thin. Uh, Junior Smith also did not play. So, I don't know because Jace, Payton, Payton, we know, I think, it, I think it's done. Jace is probably done. The pain he was in, he's putting zero weight on that, uh, on that ankle. He's probably done. So if there's no Nasir, we got Jalen and we've got we've got the fullback Andrew Carney. So I I don't know. We're getting banged up too. This is this is repeating 2019 all over again. I just hope we can get out the season healthy um, and, and finish the season strong. But they are allowing 42.9% on third, 30.4% on fourth. Notch 18 sacks on the season have allowed 23 touchdowns. And a quarter-by-quarter -quarter breakdown outscoring foes in the first 99 to 51, in the second 86 to 41, in the third 45 to 43, and in the fourth 69 to 53. So it seems to me Kearney likes to jump on a team early and then kind of coast in the second half. So uh, if UCO can 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 keep it close in the first half, they might have a shot. Uh, looking at the individual numbers again, the offense stops and starts with, I mentioned before, the 6'3 senior TJ Davis leads the team rushing by a wide margin. 158 carries, 942 yards, 12 touchdowns, long as 68, 104.6 yards a game and 6 yards a carry. Uh, then they got their best running back, 5'10", 190 junior, Damian Kearns, Kearns, I'm going to go with Searns, Searns, uh, 62 carries, 374 yards, 3 touchdowns. Long of 30, 41 and a half yards a game, six yards a carry. Uh, they have three guys with three touchdowns. It just, again, it just starts and ends with TJ Davis. So just, you stop TJ Davis, you just got a, got a great chance to have success defensively. But that is a mighty big if because it is, it is very tough to stop TJ Davis. Very tough. Uh, passing the ball, however, uh, mentioned before here, 51.5% completion percentage, uh, 12 touchdowns to three picks, 1,126 yards, long of 64. 
Again, it's just uh, I just I I let him beat us passing. That that's all. If they're gonna have success, let it be be, be through the air. They literally only have three receivers that have double figure catches on the season, led by a six two one ninety senior Cody Nelson, ten catches, two hundred twenty seven yards, two touchdowns. 25.2 yards a game, long of 60. Every man is averaging 22.7 yards a catch. And then you've got Bailey Torres, 5'10", 170 junior, 11 catches, a buck 97, two touchdowns, 28.1 yards a game. Long of 51, 17.9 yards a catch. Then the other dude with double-digit catches is Zorian Stanton, 11 catches. A buck 54, one touchdown, 17.1 yards a game. Longer 24, averaging 14 yards a catch. Uh, then defensively for Kearney here, they are led by 5'10", 215 senior linebacker Jimmy Harrison, 78 tackles, 8 TFLs, 2.5 sacks, 1 breakup, 3 hurries. Uh, then you've got linebacker J.C. Nutter. Yeah, Nutter. 6'1", 220 senior. 73 tackles, 5.5 TFLs, 1 sack, 4 breakups. Uh, and then others of note would be linebacker Atoa Fox. Yeah, Atoa Fox, 6'2", 215 senior. 47 tackles, leads the team, uh, ties for the team lead with eight TFLs with, with Jimmy Harrison. Leads the team with three sacks, one interception, five breakups, one hurry. Uh, and then you've got the safety, Darius Swanson, 6'3", 200, senior, leads the team with three picks, seven pass breakups. 58 tackles, two TFLs. Uh, you know, this again, this Kearney defense, as we said, is averaging 20.8 points a game. Stout unit. They've they got they got a lot of guys with pretty decent time for loss numbers there. Sack numbers is it's, it's not great by any one guy. It's kind of spread out by about three guys got, got more than one sack. And then the interceptions on the season, like I said, Swanson's the main man, but they got a few other guys that got a they got a pick. Uh, twenty seven hurries on the season though, so uh, it it just it just the offensive line again. We need another solid game. I I felt like the pass game, the blocking was there today. Just as far as receivers getting open, it it just was not there. Uh, and then. Before we we wrap up here, as always, go over the conference scores and standings. So, Central Missouri was able to get a win over Lincoln, sixty-one to fourteen. I I felt like Lincoln. You know what? I see that box score. I need to see the box score because I felt like Lincoln might have done better last week against Kearney. And that'd be the case because they had 200 yards rushing last week. They only had 54. Only 10 first downs. 
234 yards of offense. Sheesh, 3 at 13 on third. What's set? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, since on Missouri over here, 557 yards. Good. All right. Okay, and then Missouri West will beat Missouri Southern 31-27. Obviously, again, we know what happened today in, in Edmond. Walsburn again had to come back there against the Northeastern State, 21 to 17. And Northeastern State was up in that game, 17 to 6 at the half, and then was outscored in the second half, 15 to nothing. Uh, so, oh, it looks like Peter Offer found the end zone. We know he had a very rough game there last week. Hey, good for North, Northeastern State. They actually had 14 your first downs, positive yards rushing. Oh, look at him. Converted five third downs on the day. Had a sack. Did that? No one good. Good for them. I just. Is what it is. And then uh, Emporia just beat the brakes off Fort Hayes. Well, I know it's not right for this season to end. 42 to 14. And then obviously Northwest. Beating currently by four. Looking at next week, you uh, said with the early game, 12 p.m. kickoff against Kearney. You got Missouri Western at Central Missouri for their senior night, 1 p.m. kickoff. Northeastern State at Fort Hayes, 1 p.m. kickoff. Pitt State at Washburn, 1 p.m. kickoff. That that might be bad because. It's the same Washburn team that showed up against Northeastern State. That's not going to be good at all. Missouri Southern at Northwest, 1.30 kickoff. And then the last game of the day, Emporia going up there to Jefferson City to beat the breaks off Lincoln. Beatdown time is 2 p.m. Looking at the conference standings here. Um... You've got Pitt State, again, clinch the conference, 9-0, followed by Emporia at 7-2, Northwest at 7-2, Kearney at 6-3, Washburn 6-3, UCO 5-4, Missouri Southern 4-5, Missouri Western 4-5, Missouri 3-6, Fort Hayes 2-7, Northeastern State 1-8, and Lincoln. Bring it up to rear at 0 and 9. So uh they are, we just we just I just hope to see some fights Saturday up there in Kearney, Nebraska. Uh because I, I need to see I need to see fight because quite frankly, if we lose the game, we lose again. I would love nothing more than to see them win the win the football game. I really do. I just most importantly for me. I need we need positive momentum heading in the central Missouri. Because I I really want the seniors to go out with a win on senior night in the worst way. In the worst way. Uh, because, I, I, I you know, I, a lot of those guys, well, not a lot of those guys, some of those guys we, were here when we first started the podcast way back in 2018. Uh, obviously... You know, we, we, we've gotten to know a lot of the guys. We formed bonds with some of the guys, obviously. You know, relationship we have with Dante and Johnny and and and, and Steph and, 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 and folks. So I just, 
I hope we get some positive momentum heading into that Central, Central Missouri game. Because I, I at least want to see this team finish with a winning record. I would love to see them finish in a postseason game in terms of a bowl. But I just want to see the team finish with a winning record. At, at, at least they can say, you know, they they ended they ended winners. Okay, and I, I think that's something that's important because you talk to those guys, you talk to Dante, you talk to Johnny, talk to Peyton, talk to Lane. Right? What what was the thing they harped on? They said get back to winning, and if they can finish. Seven and four, six and five. That's a winning record. Hasn't been done since 2018. And, and, and you know what? That that's that's something that the that the, the the next year's team and the team after that they can build on. And, and I just I hope that's the case. So hoping to see a much better effort out there Saturday against against Kearney. I'll be watching online. Um, and we will have the episode. We will also have. The highlight videos. We will have the highlight videos up uh, tomorrow. There will be no player of the week because, again, player of the week is Dylan Dylan Buckheit. Uh, um, he just we didn't, we didn't really make any flashy plays because Dylan, you know, it, it, it just is Dylan just makes plays. He just he makes tackles. So, um, but uh, we will have that up. We will also. I will say we also will be now. So. This will be a thing we we're working on. I mentioned last week a lot of housekeeping to do in the offseason. I have decided for sure there will be merch. We'll be working on merch for sure. I, I just because several, it's just been several times now where people who see my Chocho hat, they've been asking, what can they get one? I, I will be working on that. That will be up there a top three priority to get that done also want to let you all know we are set up for basketball season we will have some coverage there my man landon videographer that is a basketball guy through and through so he will be at a lot of the games so even even if i'm not there he's there he has agreed to come on from time to time to do as to, to do some basketball episodes with me which is very good. Uh, I would like to get more into covering than now that I have the time to not work for the NBA where uh, we have basketball out the wazoo every day. So that's something that Isaiah Wade, I think, is uh, on, got made it to the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League team's training camp roster. Hopefully there he makes the roster. He become the first UCO Bronco to make a G League roster since Anthony Robertson for the OKC Blue. We'll also, <laughs> we will also be, I will also be at some softball games this year. As you recall, we had a few episodes. We had one with All-American JC Mentor and then with Taryn Ritz as well. Those episodes did fairly well given where we were at that time in terms of the channel over there. I know JC's had like 145 or something like that. And we did get some subscribers and some followers. So to those, and not forgotten about you, do, do not worry. I will we will make an effort to be at some softball games. I think Chris Brand told me they play Friday evening, Saturdays, 
So that's fantastic because I, if I can't make the Friday ones, I can definitely make the Saturday ones. So just just know we will we will be there. Don't know how I'm going to do the coverage because I'm not the most knowledgeable person on the sport of softball. Just full disclosure. So I got to figure out how I'm going to really approach that. But just know we will have some coverage on there because those are some talented uh, ladies right there. And I, I'm excited to see what they will be white. So, uh, so again, that that is the plan of action moving moving forward. Uh, so again, we'll, we'll be back here next week, hopefully recapping a win, at least worst case, you know, a loss, but but with much 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 better fight. So until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.